Welcome to Let's Talk Land, a weekly <coughs> land education talk show to learning about land and farms, buying and selling and ownership, especially for real estate agents and realtors. Hey, learn from the experts, guys. This is free land education. Hi, my name's Lou Jewell, and I'm a accredited land consultant, broker of Land Pro Real Estate. Our new office is at 102 East Main Street in downtown Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. We serve all your real estate needs in western Piedmont, North Carolina, and Southern Virginia. Just give us a shout. We'll help you out. All of our shows are dedicated to the Realtors Land Institute staff and members. Our national website is www.rlilanda.com. Now listen to me. We There's no land education in our industry out there. Uh, our Realtors Land Institute is part of the National Association of Realtors. We're specialists, just like commercial brokers and property managers. Okay, There's over 2,000 members in our organization nationwide. And the accredited land consultant is a designation that we have to earn. Uh, and there's about 680 of us right now. So if you're buying or selling, you want to save money, or if you want to make more, go to that website, find a member of RLI or an ALC in your area, anywhere in the United States, and contact them, and you'll be glad you did. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsors, LandHub.com. Buying or selling land, LandHub is a place to be. And AcreValue, if you want to know who owns the field down the road, or what it sold for last year, the best place to research land, and it's all free, is tryacrevalue.com. Our guest this morning is Jim and Judy Mitchell. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. morning. You guys know each other? Thank you for having us. Yeah. 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 How long have you known each other? 49, right. 49 years. 49 years. Wow. And you're the proud owners of your namesake, Mitchell's Nursery, which is at 1088 West Dalton Road, right here in King, North Carolina. It's right here. Yeah. It's just right in your down backyard. the street. It's right down the street. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. And your hours are, I guess, still uh, from March 1st to October 31st, uh, Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 p.m., and Saturday from 8 to 4 p.m., and then after that, November 1st through the February 28th, 29th, uh, Monday 8 to 5, and Saturday 8 to 4. So. That's it. So you guys went to NC State, didn't you? We did, yeah. Is that where you guys met? That's where we met. Well, we were studying horticulture, both of us in the horticulture program at NC State. Okay. And then, uh, what was it, 74? Fall of 74. Judy can tell you a little more about this than I can. <laughs> when was it, Judy? Fall of 74. Yeah. Fall of, okay. The horticulture club, uh, there was about 15 or 18 students probably and about four or five staff from NC State, went wow. to an international horticulture convention, wow. the University of Guelph in Canada. Huh. Uh, Judy and I had seen each other in classes uh, when we would make apple cider and tie bows and stuff like that for right. homecoming. Uh, with the horticulture club. With the horticulture club, right. yeah, at there at State. And uh, she had tried to get blueberries from me when I was doing blueberry oh, research. Oh, that's and one thing. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'd seen each other in class when we got home early one morning on, from that trip to Canada. She went with me to my parents' house. I grew up there in Raleigh to have breakfast, and that was it. Where'd you so, grow up, Judy? I grew up close to Hickory. Okay. Well, that's, in North Carolina. Yeah, sure. The other direction. Yeah, well, I grew up in Raleigh there. In Chiefs, right. Yeah. So uh, what got you guys into uh, horticulture? Nursery uh, business. I mean, just well. She did, you, for, did, you, I, did you grow up on a farm? Did either one of you? Or, I yeah. I did not. I was kind of in the city of Raleigh. Uh, my grandmother did a lot with flowers at her house, and right. I helped her some in the yard. Uh, but my dad helped me get into it uh, when I was about 11, 12 years old. I turned my sand pile into a rooting bed. There you go. And started rooting azaleas. And potting those up as a kid. Did you sell them? Oh yeah, I'd, oh, yeah. I'd sell them all around the community. There After you go. a year or two, they grew. I, yeah. Did so you do any grafting, or is it all just did, natural? Didn't do the grafting. Rooted. Uh, just rooted. African violets. Right. I'd break the leaves off and root African violets in a little greenhouse they'd put up for me. But huh. yeah. Wow. Do you have brothers and sisters? Had one older sister. Right. Yeah. And she's in Raleigh now with her greenhouse operation. She really? she was not in it quite as early as I was. Right. But yeah, she has a large operation there in Raleigh, Campbell huh. Campbell Road Nursery. Okay. And Judy, what, uh, how did you get into it? 
I grew up on a dairy farm. Okay, there you go. And from an early age, my grandmother lived with us at the time, and she wanted to plant flower beds, but she wasn't able to get down and do it, so she'd tell me what to do, and I'd, I was her hands to be able to plant for her. And then a little later on, I was in 4-H. Oh, in what Port a great organization that yeah, is. I've had is. them on my show. Yeah, I was in 4-H, and I did a project on flower growing. And I won the state, the county award for that. And I got a medal from Alice Chalmers with it said horticulture on it. And that's when I found out what horticulture was. <laughs> <laughs> did you know how to spell it back then? <laughs> yeah, as soon as I saw it, I did. <laughs> I was pretty good at spelling. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, uh, how long have you been in business? Uh, actually, here in King, 45 years. Now, when my sister was cleaning out my parents' house, she found a picture frame, and in it was a permit from the city of Raleigh right. for a business and a license from the Department of Agriculture for Mitchell's Flowers. Huh. When we were in school, my parents had a small house next to where I grew up. Right. We stayed there till we finished school. We would go to the farmer's market at the state fairgrounds there in Raleigh on Saturdays. Right and sell some of the azaleas we were growing, uh, greenhouse crops like African violets mm -hmm. and that type thing. So, yeah. That's quite a background. <laughs> yeah. So what brought you to King? Uh, I was with the ag department uh, when we got out of school at State. I graduated in 76, and Judy graduated in 77, and right. that's when we moved to King. Okay. Uh, I was a pesticide inspector. Is this part of the agricultural extension program? No. The this is separate? A actually, the Department, Department of, of Agriculture. Agriculture right. yeah. Did they have an office here in the area? Or no, did they then I, at that time? They they did not then, don't right. now, but it was a job actually out of Raleigh, based out you. of Raleigh, that okay. did chemical checks and stuff, dealerships and sprayers and stuff like that. Right. So did at you a home office. Right. Did you actually yeah. go to the farms and uh, check the farmers, or you just did it at the no, distribution level? At, just at the mainly at the distribution level, or the persons that were spraying the chemicals. Right. So, yeah. Has the chemicals changed over the years? Oh yeah. When I first started with them, the laws and regulations first came into being in the early 70s, 71, 72, and uh, products like chlordane mm -hmm. that was used for termite eradication right. that type thing are so toxic that stuff like that was taken off the market uh, DDT yeah and all those were yeah when I was going up in Charlotte they in the summer they'd ride through the streets <laughs> and blow the DDT fog <laughs> that was we, didn't fun, we didn't have air conditioning right. we had a fan either an attic fan or oh, know, yeah. a window fan and yeah. just pull that right stuff pull in pull it so. right in yeah. yeah but I'm still here 74 years <laughs> later so yeah. It must have not have been that bad. I didn't yeah. have much yeah. energy. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about where you were raised, and we talked about where you met, and we talked about why you came to King. Uh, where and where did you start the nursery? And you started at the same place? At, um, at, uh, at your address actually, there? Actually, we started on Logan Court. Uh, it's a development in King that had an extra lot next to it. We moved there in 77. And uh, on that lot, we had a creek right beside it. And we started growing basic shrubs like azaleas, junipers, one gallon and some three gallon pots. We had made a couple beds in the backyard for rooting right. crops like right. azaleas uh -huh. and basic hollies. We would root those and pot them up the next year and right. grow them out so and that's where we got started we got to growing so much product wanting to do more and larger pieces that in 93 we moved to our current location on dalton road needed a little more space and that type thing so now you bought some land for me down the street from your address at 1088 west dalton several years ago but in your original farm there how many acres do you guys have and well, it was 13 acres thereabouts on the track of land. Right. Uh, then you bought the part and made the, where the pond is, right? Yeah, it goes across the railroad track there. Right. And we needed water for the irrigation of our trees and shrubs, so we had to build us a pond, and that 
best place to build that was on the other side of the railroad track, right. the other side of the track. Sure. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And, uh, but we got a permit from the railroad company to actually bore a hole under that track. Really? Put, put in a heavy metal pipe, uh-huh. and that metal pipe, our in- irrigation lines run through it. So, okay. Yeah. But you still have to cross the track. Have to cross you, the track to, to go, go down to the service. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, and then you bought an additional acreage too, right? Yeah. Uh, that I sold you several years. That was what, like 19 acres or something? You remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like something that. Like it, yeah. And it had the same a stream course running through it. So. Right. And it was all wood as you had to cut the timber yeah, and grub it. And timbered it and leveled right. it. Right. Did a little, did a little work, but it looks great. It's working out it's, good. It, it's worked good, yeah. yeah. So when did you go? I mean, you know, we're, we were talking about plants, but you're now talking about trees. So that's something you added, and when did you add it, and why did you add it? Added trees shortly after we moved over to Dalton Road. Okay. Uh, just need a sm- there was more demand for plants that we didn't have, so we just increased. Well, we had a few over in Dunwoody. Right. So we did start a few trees over there. And you can play the seasons with the trees yeah. and the plants, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And so you can plant trees. When do you plant trees normally? Well, you can plant them any September time, through April, usually. It's right. the best time. You can plant them any time, but that's the best time. Right. And then your, your plants, that, those are perennials or? Uh, uh, shrubs we plant year-round. Right. And on your plants, now, you've got the, the, the perennials and then you got the Perennials go year-round, pretty much. Okay. There's a lot to this, isn't there? Yeah. It is. A lot of different pieces to grow, a lot of uh, different ways to plant and times. And, yeah. When we were in school, uh, one of the little memory pieces they gave us was planting trees and shrubs is kind of like eating oysters. Do you have any idea when that would have been? Uh, no, sir. Always told us to eat oysters month with the letter R. As the water cools, some of the bacteria actually in oysters can be eliminated. Uh-huh. So September still kind of borderline, but through the cold winters of days that you can get outside and dig that hole and put your hands in the ground right. is a real good time while they're asleep. So Any month with the letter R in it. Yeah. Interesting. That's yeah. good. To, you find that in the almanac too? <laughs> <laughs> or is this an old wise tale? It's, it's an old wise yeah. tale. And I bet that you, actually is pretty true. Yeah. yeah, and I bet you guys have some other little secrets too. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, by the way, uh, if you're not driving, uh, you might want to go to their website, which is their name, Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L, uh, S for Mitchell's Nursery, N-U-R-S-E-R-Y.com, Mitchell's Nursery.com. So you, you can follow along, and they've got a lot of information on there and programs and seasonal stuff and uh, their hours and, of course, their location. It's a very nice website. Is that something you did, Judy? No, I didn't do that. You didn't do that one? Okay. <laughs> okay. So... We, you know, we're we're in a small rural area. I mean, this is a, an international show, and you know, we're talking here about local folks. But uh, you know, in a small area that where we are, you know, communities a lot, and, right. and the community I think helps you guys get started. Did they? It, it had a lot to do with in what way where we're at. Uh, everything from friends to our church family. When we we started, like I said, over there on Logan Court. Right. And we had a lot to move in the process of going to our new location. Uh, this was in the early 90s, and uh, I couldn't drive wow. because of some eric- some seizures I had okay. had. Uh, lost a driver's license. Right. So we had friends that came over bringing trucks and trailers and everything, wow. helping us move our products. So. All right, we're going to take a break here. Uh, this is Let's Talk Land. Our guest is Jim and uh, Judy Mitchell, Mitchell's Nursery. Uh, this is, uh, we'd like to thank our sponsors, landhub.com. Buying or selling land, land or farms, landhub.com is the place to be. And Acre Value, uh, if you want to know who owns the field down the road, or what it sold for last year, the best place to research it's all free is acrevalue.com. So a couple questions that come up and people have asked about. Um, what do you do and when you have frost and cold weather? I, I mean, do you, 
I know you grow stuff inside, but you got stuff outside too. Most of the trees and shrubs we grow are acclimated for the climate we're in. Right. So if we sell a product to an individual and they take it home and put it in their yard, we want something that to be sold that will take the cold. So we don't we don't heat any of our trees and shrubs. Uh, some of them we do cover under plastic house frames, mostly evergreen shrubs with broad leaves. Right. So it'll kind of protect the color and looks of the plant, but the, the cold itself doesn't hurt the plant. Protecting do you grow the, you grow these in pots, or you grow them in the ground and then put them in pots? We grow them in pots. So they, even yeah. when they're small seeds, mm -hmm. yes. And they, they're grown from seeds, right? Not, Not all cutting. of them. Some cuttings, some seeds. Trees are you. We usually get in bare root. They're partially grown when we get them. Right. And you buy those from the growers, right? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. I uh, grew up in Charlotte, and uh, and the guy on our football team was named Chippy Balkum. Oh, and, uh, it was Balkum's nursery. Yeah. And during uh, one summer, uh, a friend and I actually worked at one of the, the original facility. Oh my goodness! And we were we were we were digging trees. We were digging trees. That's what we did in hot summer. It was <laughs> and bagging them. Right. <laughs> So, but uh, yeah, we don't we don't do ball and burlap trees like right. that. But that's one thing I've really seen a change in. Also, where they used to for that plant that was growing in the ground, right? They had to dig a trench around the outside of that that they could get down into basically, and take shovels and spades and break off part of the root and dirt that was around that plant, and then pull that out pretty much by tractor by hand, hmm. and yeah. wrap it by hand and take it. Yeah, where now they've got, you know, they've got equipment now sure. that hook up that just goes in there and pans that product. I, I, had to, I had to move a couple of things. I bought some dogwoods. My house was built in 46, and my garage caught fire a couple of years ago. And believe it or not, those dogwoods, uh, half the bark's off of them. I mean, it's down to the skin, but the mm. other half's still wrapped with bark, and they're still, still going. Rolling, yeah. But, I, you know, I bought some to, you know, for the future to replace right. it. It's so beautiful. And how important is, because I had to move a Bradford pear uh, that we had bought from you also, but uh, uh, the uh, when we dug it up, we lost a lot of the roots, the right. kid that was doing it. Right. Uh, I mean, is how important, I mean, how much root do you need? I know it varies, but do you need a lot of root? To, you want to get as much as you can, don't you? On a Bradford pear, they are tough. We have planted a three-inch caliper pear one time for a customer. Bare rooted at first, and then we brought it on the back of our pickup truck right. and planted it, and it lived. Huh. Now, most things like dogwoods are a lot more sensitive, sure. more temperamental. Sure. How do you create your own stock, or do you create your own stock? We don't actually do any breeding. Uh, Is that what you call it, breeding? Yeah, to create new products, but uh, we buy in, like she's saying, where we used to root a lot of our shrubs and that type thing, we buy in the rooted cuttings or the starters, anything from two and a quarter inch pots to gallon pots to shift up and then trees come in bare root during the cold season. So what is the biggest uh, uh, selling by season? You have spring and fall basically? Uh, or spring's the biggest maybe? Beauty? Spring's but biggest by far. Like all, the, all the flowering plants. Probably 65% at least. Right. And then what about fall? Fall's 25 probably. Right. And then spread up But I mean, you're, you're open year-round. Yeah, I mean, we are. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, we've started our spring crops now, usually about the second week of January. After the greenhouses are cleaned out and sanitized, we'll start potting the first group of geraniums, a few hanging baskets and that type thing. And this past week now, we potted another... 5,000 or so geraniums. 6,000. 6,000. Right. And hundreds of baskets. At the end of the potting, now on into March, we'll have uh, about 17,000, 18,000 geraniums wow. and thousands of baskets. Judy's got some, she works with all the numbers and knows what we're potting. Give us, so give us a few. Well, we're doing 17,000 geraniums this year. And then at Christmas, it's another big season. We do. What, what, how many, I 12, about 12,000 poinsettias. 
Is it poinsettias or poinsettias? Where are you from? <laughs> is it potato or potato? <laughs> is it tomato or tomato? <laughs> but yeah, like she was saying, the poinsettias now. Is but you know, I, I think not last year, but the year before, uh, uh, I came down for the holidays, and I, you, you were actually leaving and opened the door for me, and a lot of those were gone, but I can imagine the color. Do people just come and just want to walk through your greenhouses? Mm-hmm. Some, I mean, somewhat, most of them will eventually buy one. Right, but, but I mean, the, the color just the hardest shock you. part, for the most part, is for persons to decide which what, one, what kind. <laughs> yeah. This past year, we had what eighty-four different, different, kinds. different kinds of poinsettias. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really, I always enjoyed trees and shrubs. Like I said, as a kid, I really was azaleas. Right. But since we started uh, poinsettia growing. The poinsettia crop is my favorite greenhouse, and the reason for that is that we do test trials for breeders. Uh-huh. I was reading an article, I was probably three or four years ago now, but we were one of seven commercial greenhouse operations in the United States and Canada right. that the breeders were sending cuttings to that are still numbers. They're not on the market yet. They're right. being tested, and uh, they'll, God, they'll, let us, they'll let us help with that. So Isn't that great? Wow. Yeah. Further research. Makes that's me exciting. feel like I'm still in yeah, school. Yeah, but you don't know what you're going to get until it blooms out, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, right. you're right. And that's the excitement of yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. then you got to move it from that part of the greenhouse to there because the color doesn't fit in the color, <laughs> color, <laughs> color, <laughs> color, <laughs> color coordinator. What yeah. else you got? For, what else you grown? We grow 75 varieties of vegetable plants. Oh. <laughs> I know where I'm going to eat. <laughs> <laughs> No, you got You can buy the plant from us, but you oh, got to grow the now. you got to grow the fruit on that vegetable. I know you guys got some <laughs> somewhere you're picking on. And twenty kinds of tomatoes. Twenty kinds of how many kinds are there? Oh, Probably I don't know. know. Yeah, but that's but these are basically local types, mm-hmm. uh, family types. The old the old historical type some, tomatoes. Some of the old some varieties. Are yeah. Some yeah. are newer varieties. Right. What what's the biggest seller? Better boy. Better boy. I like those. Yeah. A German Johnson. What else you got? Uh, this is like Christmas shopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got 30 kinds of herbs, 60 varieties of perennials, over 4,000 flower and hanging baskets we grow, and over 140 different kinds of container plants to put in your containers. A lot of everything. <laughs> yeah. And then your trees, what type of, what, is that pretty much you got a lot of variety there? Probably the biggest seller tree right now is the maple tree for yards. Uh, it's, it's kind of a mid-size. The Japanese maple? Or the no, just uh, red maples. Right. There's several, several varieties of red maple that are a native tree. Right. Uh, it's kind of what I term as a mid-size tree. It's bigger than your dogwoods and redbuds, which are usually about an 18-foot tree mm-hmm. to uh, about a 40-foot tree average on uh, maples. The oaks now go top that 80-foot, so they're too big for most yards. But the maple tree is just big enough to give you some shade and pretty fall color. And, yeah, Good, fast grower. Right. Yeah. They're leapers, huh? Yeah, they will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the most exotic plants and trees that you grow? Or do you? Do you have anything that's kind of really unique? Harry Lauder's walking stick. Okay. If you can imagine it, the walking stick that you would have off of it has a curl to the stem. Gnarls, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It just swirls around and around. And Is that off of a stake or is it do it naturally? It does it naturally. Really? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. actual growth pattern of that shrub is it a hardwood or softwood or probably more of a soft softwood wood, yeah but it, it's a shrub not a tree okay so yeah and it branches out with small well, leaflets i had i had a couple come by today as a matter of fact mm-hmm. they were talking about one that they had that had gotten broke and he took two of the stems on that now this is telling you how big it had gotten right it was big enough for him to take that and actually make a walking stick really out of it he said that he didn't think it would be good for somebody you know that was really off balance right. but he said he used it as his sure i bet it's very attractive know, unique too. yeah did he have it with him no he didn't. okay <laughs> send me a picture so uh anything in the 
in the uh, flower ends. It's exotic and special. You're not doing the little Japanese plants and stuff, right? Where they would sell those things. Don't, don't. We're having a class on bonsai in a few weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, get signed up. We've got a few plants up We've got a few of it, but we're going to have actually a class on to teach you how to and what to and not to. Well, how can you have classes? Well, it can vary from month to month. Probably about once a month through the year we'll have a couple. And that's on your website, which is mitchellsnursery.com, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-S, nursery.com. Or on our Facebook page. We changed Facebook Facebook, more often, too. Yeah. And is that limited to the number of students? You have a yeah. cutoff or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many do you normally have? Like a dozen or so? Or? Depends yeah. on what kind of class it is. Right. For the bonsai, I think we're going to be limited at 12, but sometimes we'll have up to 20 in the class. And how long are the classes? Bonsai is going to be between one, two, about one to two hours. Okay. Is it a one-time class? Or is it right, well, for right now, we haven't got another one planned to see how it goes. This, this is the first this bonsai class so, uh, never done it before never done it but have you grown them yourself i mean you have experience with them or not a lot is it something I, you're interested yeah, in something we're interested in you a guys lot of are always being <laughs> expressed interest yeah, in it yeah sure so. wow um do you do you graft plants or trees no we don't do the actual grafting now a lot of trees that we get in like weeping cherries uh-huh. and that type of thing and jack maples grafted. are grafted right. but uh, yeah and that's one thing i try to tell my customers when i sell a product if it's a grafted piece i try to remind them that they need to keep an eye on that and kind of if it comes out below a graft or something like that right then they need to be sure and keep an eye on it if it comes out cut that shoot off or you know or it will overtake the tree that you've grafted for so i want to go back to your classes uh, you're talking about the bonsai class when is that coming up March eighth, I think. Okay, it'll be like I said on on Facebook and yeah, also on, on your website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and the Facebook is you just put in Mitchell's Nursery as well. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what other classes have you had in the past? Vegetable growing, we've had container making. Uh, we've got a walk and talk in March. I can't remember the date on it either. Walk and talk is just going through the nursery and Showing. explaining what different things are. Uh-huh. Yeah, kind of a little history and what we grow and how to take care of. Some basic stuff at the same time. So, yeah. And by the way, I've noticed too over the years, uh, your staff is really good about helping you pick out a particular type of plant or tree depending on it's in the shade or it's not in the shade or you know it gets a lot of water, doesn't get a lot of it's up ground or down ground or you know. Right. It's it's yeah. nice to have a staff that no, you really can, do. You, you can help judge or tell you what you need, how high windows are, and how big the plant gets. You right. know. I like to take folks around, and if they got windows three feet off the ground, I like to show them half a dozen different plants uh-huh. that can go there and let them make that final decision. Right, give them yeah. an example. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you've got the golf carts, which are great. Oh, it's yeah. Around, yeah. <laughs> How many of those you got? Oh, what's there now? Six. About six golf carts. They're, they're real nice, I think, for going oh, yeah. down the road to our yeah. new location. We can take the trailer behind the cart and come back up the road with a trailer full of Trees and shrubs. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, what other classes have you had? You mentioned them. Uh, landscaping class and planting class. How to plant. Right. Yeah. yeah, how to plant trees and shrubs. What you need to amend the soil. It's real important in this clay that we have to yes. amend that soil well, to plant your trees. Clay's and shrubs. not soil. <laughs> yeah. People don't understand that. I did a whole yeah. show with Dr. Applebaum in Wisconsin. Actually, read a little book for children. Right. No difference between soil and dirt, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, dirt's dirt. Right. Soil has or, uh, is, organisms. Is in a it. rich. Well, yeah. it has organisms yeah. in it. Yeah. So. Well, clay has organisms it's, in it. It's yeah, but not the same. <laughs> right. All right. We'd like to uh, take a little break here. Our guest today is Jim and Judy Mitchell with Mitchell's Nursery. We'd like to thank our sponsors, LandHub.com. View thousands of properties for sale at LandHub.com. And AcreValue, our sponsor today, the only website I need to research land. All right, can you tell us a little about, I think your son's involved in this too, right? And then your employees. and Yeah, our son <laughs> says he got interested or was put into it as a child. Uh, 
he would go out and do some weeding, he says, and right. that type thing as a kid. So he grew up in it, and uh, he actually was interested in uh, mechanics. My wife is Jarrett from Hickory, and her dad and Ned and all the Jarrett's up there okay. were race car you get, did you get free tickets? <laughs> no, never well, did. That, there's too many Jarrett's up there. <laughs> <laughs> many. <laughs> but uh, he went to Forsyth Tech and graduated in the race car automotive, really? and uh, I thought he was going to be on the track somewhere, but he was down with my sister at her operation, Campbell Road Nursery in Raleigh, taking right. some classes at State. In engineering. In engineering. And uh, came home one weekend and asked his mom if he could come to work for us. So How long ago was that? Uh, it was about 2001, two, two, okay. 2001, somewhere yeah. in there, yeah. And he was the instigator. I'll never forget the... Uh, we had put up two greenhouses in the mid-90s for our first poinsettia crop and geraniums that next spring. And we turned around and put one additional greenhouse up on the hill away from those two. And we were up there on that hill one day, and uh, Judy turned around and looked at me. She said, this is all the greenhouses we will ever need. Well, we put up another one or two within the next five or six years, but then... Uh, our son came back in 2001 and uh, kind of ramrodded what we've done since then. We put up three bays of one greenhouse a couple years after that, 2002. Uh, a couple years later, doubled the size of that one. The two originals we had went to the ground. Right. Uh, and it's gone from there. With About three years ago, we put up a brand-new greenhouse with three bays or three houses under one roof yeah and i've been in that house it's gorgeous yeah went down the road about that same time now with our new tree and shrub growing areas down the road there the property you said you sold us yes sir and uh, we need more space down there right now made for additional tree and shrub growing it's it amazes me how many trees and shrubs we grow down there now that we sell. So Were you irrigating out of that stream that uh, that was part of it? No, we dug wells. You dug and, wells. Uh, it's been a strange process. Process and the water in this area now that comes from our pond as well as the two wells down the road has iron chelate in it. Is that good? It can cause a little. Uh, Sheen. Distoration or sheen on right. the leaves. It doesn't hurt the health of that plant. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's real interesting. I know the first three years we were here on Dalton Road at our new location, the week of July 4th, lightning struck. It hit everything from in the kitchen there to a gas line going to a propane tank oh one year, and it, it didn't blow up. I don't know how. Uh, and I told Judy, I said, if it does this again next year, we're, we're moving. Right. So, but the, when they put a new box in out at the corner for the phone system several years ago, I kept hearing them tap. And the gentleman out there said he had never seen a place with that much iron in the ground where he couldn't get the cable to ground really? that box. It's, it's yeah. So it, it's in the water out there also. Yeah, I run into that sometimes when I do a perk test, you know. Doing okay. Like doing auger samples. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not that. Not, it's, it's pretty rare. I, I mean, I've, I've been pretty much around, but. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah. that's what's got us to the place we are now. And for 2024, this year, he's got one more major project. Uh, we've just had a tobacco barn that was on that farm when we bought it taken down. Someone out of Tennessee wanted that barn. Right. <laughs> they came and took it down. Nice. It's now being put up in Tennessee. Well, you got more space down, too. And. Uh, the old building, the shed we put up when we first moved out there is yeah. being taken apart and could be leveled. And we'll put up new greenhouses and coal frames there for more of a retail right. type area. So it's a lot of change, a lot of growing, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so tell us about your staff, too. I mean, have you got some people that's been with you for years? or that, uh... The longest one beside our son, besides our son Jay is Lori Stone. Okay, I know Lori. She comes out and she will do consultations for people. Yeah. And she's real good at figuring out what you need and everything. Now, does she charge for that? Yes, we charge for that. And do you charge for your classes, too? I forgot to ask about that. Uh, most of the classes we do now. Okay. Just a minimum amount. Yeah. Just cover your time. But most times you get something to take home with you, do, so it makes yeah. it worth the time. Sure. 
And then Linda's the second one that's been there longest, and she's good at retail sales. And she keeps up the cash registry out there at the front. Yeah, I like the way you got that set up. Yeah. But, you know, by the way, this is an international show, and, you know, a lot of people from different parts of the world and country pull in. And, and I wanted to, you know, kind of trophy you guys uh, about the whole industry, about, you know, this is a worldwide right. industry. Oh, yeah. uh, just a few stats that I pulled up that uh, that's interesting is, uh, that is the 2021 stat that came out uh, is that uh, in the United States, that it's about an $18.3 billion industry. Uh, nursery and garden stores uh, employs over 157,400 people in the U.S. These are 21 stats. And the nursery industry has about 60,000 businesses in the United States. So, uh, and then in the global market, uh, the nursery plant market is about 49,600, I'm sorry, 49.6 And that was a 2018. Wow. And we were talking, you know, a lot of these plants didn't originate here in North Carolina, <laughs> United States. What, what are you, where are you getting? You were talking about your poinsettias that, that, that going to rootstock and so they're originally from uh, South America, they, right? They come out of the tropics, yeah. And uh, it's real interesting how far ahead we have to plan in getting all our containers and potting soils and stuff that lined up nine months to a year ahead. We have to have our poinsettia order in for cuttings usually what? February. February of the year right. coming up. Right. And then the cuttings that we order through one of our breeders for one of the companies like Ball Seed, they have to have someone on staff that knows what kind they have and how many. And they come from a parent plant that's grown for a couple of years in the tropics. So it's, it's a long step for any product like that. We're showing that the um, U.S. horticultural sales in 2019 compared to 2014. I'm sorry, it's hard to find stats that are current, <laughs> but, you know, it takes a while to compile them, yeah, too. Yeah. But nursery stocks, they said, was uh, about $4.55 billion, up 7%. Annual bedding and guarding plants were up $2.24 billion, down 13%. This well, is back well, then. Back well, we then. hadn't seen that. Yeah. Right, well, that was, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. probably yeah. passed on. Your soil sprigs and plugs, about 1.27 billion. It's up 12 percent. Your potted flower plants was uh, up 11 percent. Your potted herbis herbaceous herbaceous thank you <laughs> perennials was down 2 percent. And your propagated horticultural materials, bare root and unfurnished plant materials, were up about 4 percent uh, during this period of time. Now that was uh, uh, 2014 to 2019. And then fruit crop production was uh, down about 12%. And all that's gone up a lot since then. Because yeah, I'm sure. when COVID hit, everything went bankers. Right. That's true. That's true. But, uh, and by the way, the um, official name of a person that works in the nursery is a nurseryman. So, Judy, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, there's different types of nurseries, too, uh, that cater to different things, right? Yeah, everything from the greenhouse to the actual tree and shrub growing. Now, we were one of few that are left. A lot of times, years ago, when we were in school and got out, a lot of the persons in school with us did trees and shrubs as well as greenhouse crops. Right. And a lot of that's gone by the wayside. wonder why. They either went into the tree and shrub industry or the greenhouse. But wonder why they... Too much management. It's okay. it's a lot <laughs> of time. Extra, you, you would <laughs> it's a lot of extra time in right. there to get everything lined up to grow. But from a business model, from a business model, does it make sense? Is, is it more profitable? Probably. Well, probably more profitable actually to be earmarked on that one right. group. But because you, you guys love we what still you do, enjoy it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. By the way, go to their website. It's real MitchellNursery.com. If you're not driving, uh, I don't know anybody <laughs> driving. Going to a website, but uh, oh, and I didn't mention Tony and Jennifer are two. Oh yeah, growers. Yeah, they're in the greenhouse. Okay, they're <laughs> local too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Jen and Jennifer does a lot of, uh, with our point of sale. We got a new point of sale now, and she and Molly are is in our office, and she does a lot too there. We got both those house plants. Do you guys use guttering at all? 
In other words, pulling uh, gray water out of the sky, guttering and using the oh, natural water? No, no. All our runoff goes to our pond. Right. And any water we use in irrigation goes back to the pond. So, yeah, we, we recycle the same water. And you guys not only have the retail to the public, but you also, you were telling me about a, uh, a construction project uh, that uh, was buying a lot of greenery from you for landscaping. You got the, yeah, you got yeah. the commercial commercial landscapers. A lot of times will come by and pick up for jobs. So what yeah. percentage of your business is that roughly? Well, if you count the greenhouse industry as well as the tree and shrub, probably what you know a third. Yeah, thirty-five, thirty-five. Thirty, thirty-five. Yeah, because we grow like the city of Mount Airy. All the color you see through the town of Mount Airy, oh, yeah. spring the, and fall. The baskets. We, and yeah, we gr we grow it. Well, they're beautiful. You know, they plant it and maintain it. But yeah. yeah. City of States will a lot of a lot of water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those things suck up they, some water, don't they? They, they yeah. talk about going out at two AM yeah. going down the roads to water their baskets and that type thing before traffic. Yeah, the hot comes heat out. Yeah. and the drought right they just sucks them right mm -hmm. up, don't they? Yeah. What do you use for the base of those? What's the material? I mean you got some soil in there, but you got some something else too. Uh most of the stuff we grow, baskets and that potting type thing soil. is potting soil. Yeah. But I'm talking about the decorative baskets. There's some type of moss or something oh. usually you see. Oh, lined with a moss-type moss layer. Type. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, you got some information over there, too, for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I appreciate you having us over. And well, my uh, pleasure. Been wanting to do it for years. Just, <laughs> <laughs> We've just, talked about it, haven't we? yeah. There's been a lot of changes in our business, but also in uh, some personal issues. Uh, like I said, when I, when we moved here, I was with the ag department and that right. type thing. Well, uh, I had some issues with seizures as a child right. growing up. I remember that. They got so bad when I was only in my 20s that after a couple bump-ups, I lost my driver's license, so I lost my job with the ag department. Uh, luckily, Judy and I had graduated in horticulture and we yeah, wanted to do to fall that back on yeah she kind of started it mostly on her own then uh we would do mowing and trimming at businesses around king and a little bit of landscaping uh when i lost that license and seizures got so bad she had to drive and pull that trailer with the mower on it oh, boy. and a lot of my memory of that time especially is gone but she'll tell me of instances where she where she, where she drew all where she did all the that driving was me. See, that's that, me. yeah and she would do some of the mowing jobs actually by herself if i had some seizures that got so bad that day then i wouldn't be able to go anywhere but she had to go do the mowing and uh the growing of the plants you know she enjoyed that but the sure. way she had to just kind of take over and ramrod the and how long how many years did that last because you're, uh, you're as normal as you can be right uh, now. I it lasted on up until uh, I was about 43 really? in uh, December of 95. Right. I had surgery done at Baptist Hospital and uh, where I was having 30 seizures a month. Wow. Uh, since May of 96, I have been seizure-free. Good for you. Got my driver's license back, and I told the lady down there at Baptist that I was going to get in a vehicle and drive across the country. It didn't matter where I went or what. Uh, I was real fortunate. I had insurance, uh, could afford surgery, right. can afford medicine. I'm still on some medicine. One of them that I take and pay $100 a month for, over the counter, if you go get that prescription filled yourself and don't have insurance, is running somewhere about $1,500 a wow. month now. That's crazy what stuff costs. And persons with seizures, you know, so many of them hadn't been able to hold a job down. They have no insurance and they might be getting a little bit of Medicare or something like that right. to cover some stuff. But uh, they got to decide whether they want their medicine or food. And uh, But at Baptist Hospital, there's an epilepsy information service. Pat okay. Gibson is the one that organized this. Hmm. 30, 40 years ago. I'm not sure how to More long than that. that. <laughs> anyway, there's a number that you can call right. and uh, get information from her or from someone on staff there. Uh, just someone to talk to if someone in your family has a need. Or friend. Yep. 
if you uh, need medicine now and can't afford it. Uh, yeah, you can call that, that number, and we do fundraisers where we can afford to buy someone some medicine to help control seizures. And when you say we, what, are you part of this it's, organization? Or? I, I am. It's the Epilepsy Information Service. They have reorganized and have a new name now. That's the one thing I do know that I've lost a lot of others in my over the years. I think I've uh, lost some of mine too. And I hope I don't have epilepsy. I may need to dial that number. It's the Epilepsy Alliance of North Carolina. It's just uh, kind of revamped and got a new name in the last few years. But uh, Pat Gibson is the one in charge of that. It's at the Piedmont Suite in downtown Winston Salem. There's a number you can call. It's 336-716-2320. Uh, you, repeat it. You can call that number. and uh, Yeah, repeat it one you, time. Okay. It's 336-716-2320. And uh, if you can call that number and any kind of information you need about seizures or epilepsy. And that's probably 24-7, right? It, it, there, yeah, there it is. There's a 1-800 number also, okay. uh, 800-451-0694, and uh, it's a helpline kind of, but she is one of the original organizers of that number. Now, this and is not part of the hospital, right? No, it's, well, it's, it's in affiliated. the facility of the hospital, right. yeah, off to the side kind of, but... If somebody wanted Actually, to donate, would, uh, how would they do that? That? Th that would be great. You can call Pat at that number. Uh, they have set up, I'm not real sure now, about the uh, electronic setup. You can you can Like a PayPal or yeah, something? Yeah, you can or do something like that. Right, or go to, find it maybe, I'm not or, sure. Yeah, or call that number and she can give you Do they have a website? Do you have that information? Let's see. I got the emails at pgibson at wakehealth.ed let's do that again email is capital P Gibson at wakehealth.ed edu dot edu yeah. mm -hmm. okay so uh, how long is, how long have you been a member of that oh, or has it started since you've no. been involved <laughs> it, this is it, it was new. started like I said probably 40 50 years ago okay and, uh, is this nationwide or is this uh, something this local? This is something local, really. There is a national, but the national doesn't provide the same service. It doesn't come to the same service right. here in North Carolina. Right. This is a North Carolina-based. But it is throughout North Carolina, right? Yes. Citizens oh, yeah. of New York. Yeah, all across North Carolina. So, And we have groups that get together uh, across the state or organized that if you have seizures and have five or six, six or eight persons whatever in the community right. they can come together and talk about issues that they're having and so they would come to, to the hospital there there is one organized that uh, is at Baptist Hospital not, a, not any of the other hospitals none that I'm aware right. of around right. here yeah so, uh, and that's all ages too isn't it and it's uh, it is yeah I had encephalitis like I said a while ago when I was about 18 months right. had some issues growing up but injuries and stuff like that can injuries, also cause Yeah, them. and our, our pastor at Trinity Church, his yeah, brother, had the uh, issue about probably four or five months ago now. Right. Just in his, I'm not sure it's exactly how old, he's in his 40s, 50s probably, and uh, just all of a sudden had a seizure one day. Mm -hmm. And uh, he hasn't had any since, and he'd never had one before that. Right. But, uh, so we never know what time in our life it's going to hit or what could be the cause of it. So, yeah. So again, uh, uh, give 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 that give that her number out one more time. <clears throat> okay, is Pat Gibson at three three six seven one six two three two zero. And if you'd like to make a donation, she can give you the. Or I got the mailing address here, but yeah, if you go want, ahead. It's sure, at, of course. Uh, Piedmont One, Suite Five Five. 41A 1920 West First Street, Winston Salem, North Carolina, 27.
one three way four and a hundred percent of the money that you send in right will go sure to buy medicine sure. for others and that's so what it's, it's for that's what it's, it's all it's not about. education stuff it's to support right. people that right because the medicine is so right. expensive right wow what a great cause that is it is yeah judy what do you think about all this i think she's about covered it no. <laughs> no well there's a few other things we can do uh, we got about another four or five minutes. Okay. Um, I was just looking around. Just uh, uh, there's quite a few associations related to the your industry uh, nationally and internationally, and I mean it was like pages and pages of them. Right. I mean, right. right. But uh, one that I want to shout out for I was real impressed with is the North Carolina Nursery and Landscaping Association. Right. If you're familiar with them, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Judy. Judy has actually just been given an award. At, we really? have a yeah. annual show down there here in what uh, award Greensboro. I got the Libby Wilder Award. And what is that? For an outstanding woman in horticulture. Good for you. Well, you definitely qualify for that. <laughs> if, I, if I'd been around, I'd have voted for you. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. And you yeah. got an award too, didn't you? Uh, a couple years Good ago, I got one for the for <laughs> The oldest, what? The no. oldest farmer, or oldest no. nurseryman. Yeah. No. You got no. the lifetime membership you, award. I saw a picture of you holding something. Lifetime membership yeah. award. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And which organization was that? That was with the Green Industry, the Nursery North, Greenhouse. North nursery oh, the same one. Yeah. How did yeah. I pick that? <laughs> well, I would, like I said, I was very impressed by it. Right. Their website. Right. I spent quite a bit of time doing this. Um, and then the American Community of Garden Association. And then on the tree side, the American, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Society of American Florist. Okay. And then the Tree Care Industry Association. And like I said, there was just many, many more uh, that are involved. Right. It goes everything, like I said, from greenhouse crops, vegetable crops, shrubs, trees, perennials. The, the green industry itself covers. Has that, has that helped your business at all? Uh, this green movement, more people. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the, the biggest thing I think's helped ours is the sign out on Highway 52. Well, that's sure. been there for years. Yeah, I kept seeing the signs at vineyards, and went into Raleigh one day. Pay for that though. Uh, yeah, but uh, went into Raleigh and went to the legislative building and found a copy of a law. It says if you're an ag facility, open ten months a year, four days a week, we'll put you up a sign. Huh. Well, you know, that's the only one I don't travel as much as I used to. You've got one on old 52 uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't think I've ever seen one other than it, yours. It was, you know, like the head for like the head for the vineyards. When I may th thought maybe you slipped a few no. bucks I, or something. I, I went to the ag department. The gentleman there said it was really made for the vineyards. But it said if you're an ag facility and not specifically veered to the vineyard. So the... I met with the DOT and ag reps about three times there in Raleigh, and they finally said, we'll go. Well, so. I know, because I step in one of my friends that started a vineyard, and those signs are expensive. I mean, you have to pay for those, right? right? Yeah, you got to pay for an annual, signs. It's yeah. an annual fee, isn't it? No. Actually, it was just a one-time shot. Now, hmm. they say if we need a new one, which some of them are getting kind of sure. old looking, that we'll have to pay. We can get Judy out there yeah. with the little paintbrush. <laughs> touch them up. <laughs> no, they get you. you we put one back up. They'd fallen down one time. They got upset. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> so, shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's brought, we've had persons from 28, 29 states and Canadian provinces that have seen that sign and come to the nursery. And you know, that's what I always tell people that whether they come to the nursery and buy something or just come to walk a dog or that type oh, it's of so thing. so beautiful. Or it's they just... turn around and stop and decide they want something to eat, you know, our local places to eat. Absolutely. Stop at those. And yeah, so it's helped the. Well, you've got the way you've got yours set up with the driveway parking and then the. You know, it's almost like you do a kind of a tour right. uh, of, of the facility. Right. You know? and right. I'm talking about the garden part of right. it. Uh, the trees down the road, right. you know, that's not open to the public, right. except for maybe like selecting selecting right. trees and right. stuff. But uh, you've got it laid out well. There's actually a schematic. Uh, I, I don't know if it was on your website or one of the other websites. Yeah, on the website. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It shows the layout of, yeah. the, of the facility, mm -hmm. which is nice. What what makes you guys get? Or what makes yeah? What makes you guys get up in the morning? 
Judy, I'll start with you. And it's probably because he kicks you. So. <laughs> well, get, I like to just get up and see the sunrise. What time do you get up? Usually around 6. Yeah. But at this time of year, you're, you're getting that sunrise, aren't you? Yeah. 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 And usually home around 8-ish. At night. <laughs> at night. It's, a, it's a full yeah. day, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. And that's seven days a week, pretty much? I'll go to church on Sunday. Yeah, I five, understand that. Me five too. days a week, and then Saturday sometime we'll be away by 6 because we close at 4. Right. Yeah. But somebody has to come and water on Sunday and check stuff. So yeah, you got kind of like the old farmer with the yeah. cows. They have to be milked seven days a week, twice a day. So, so you water yeah. every day pretty much? Not I mean, a lot. Not rainy summertime, summertime you do. Oh, yeah. Through the spring and summer. Yeah. And we should, with you know, new plants, like when I plant trees and stuff, I've got to water those for quite a while too. Yeah. Usually once a week on those. Yeah. But the dr- saturated them. Drowned them yeah. when you do it. Right. Yeah, that's what I was And ones in pots, you got to really water them. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we won't talk about my yeah. first ones. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> but I did okay. But, uh, okay. So, um, is there anything that we haven't touched on about your, your, your nursery or anybody you want to shout out to? Or you got any specials coming up? Do you have specials from time to time? Rarely. We try to have a fair plate price year-round. Right. That's what I've noticed. But sometimes you've got some plants that aren't looking that great that you'll yeah. discount, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, Most of what we grow seems to get gone before it's too They don't stick around out. long, Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really changed. And we sell a lot more than I thought we'd ever, you know. And you run our, out of stuff, starting too. Starting our backyard. Yeah, sometimes right. we have to go other places and find additional pieces that we run out of yeah. we're doing more and more every year so. so you adjust yourself to the market you know you kind of yeah season, you know yeah. seasonally and also mm-hmm. monthly uh, and new products you know new greenhouse crops right. as well as trees and shrubs is always changing so, so how they get in touch with you guys uh give us a phone call at 336-983-4107 or what's our sites now mitchellsnursery.com is our website and Facebook on Mitchell's Nursery. Okay. Well, you guys have been great guests well, and great you. friends, too. Thank you for having us. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm sure the audience will like to know what you're doing and, and learn some stuff that we talked about today. Hey, thank you for joining us today. Let us know how you like the shows. All questions and comments are welcome. This show is for the public and, most importantly, to the real estate agents who don't have a source of land education. All of our shows can be found on our website, master website, www.letstalkland.net, also on Spotify and Podbean. Uh, my email is lou, L-O-U, at mylandpro.com. My cell phone number is 336-669-1405. And our company website, Land Pro Real Estate, is www.mylandpro.com. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsors this morning, uh, landhub.com. Are you looking to buy or sell land? Landhub. Dot com previews thousands of properties nationwide. That's landhub.com and AcreValue. If you want to know who sold the field down the road and what it sold for last year, one of the best places to research land and it's all free is AcreValue.com. Rodney, how do they get in touch with us here? Well, Lou, they can go to our website, go to WKTE1090.com, and also they can download the simple radio app and hear us anywhere in the world. In the world? In the world. Like, what about the universe? Well, there too. Well, that should be included in your promotion. Well, no one's ever been out there in the universe <laughs> and said they They've listened to us. They've been to the moon. But they didn't say they listened to us, and they can dig it up. Oh, well, that was a long time. But you're 60 years old, so yeah. that was before the station, I guess, when they were going up there. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. 63 is when the station right. started. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if they just put in the simple radio app, right? Yep. That's all they have to do. That's it's, all they have to do. It's really simple, isn't it? It is. Just put in simple mm-hmm. in WKTE. Right. And then it'll bring it right up, and you can put it in there as your favorites. Judy? Beep, beep, beep. Do you like happy music? <laughs> I do. Huh? Do you like oh, happy yeah. music? Yeah. Oh, yes, sir. Huh? Yeah. Beach music and oldies? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys ever oh, do a little sugar footing, a little shagging? Back in your younger days. In your younger days? We still do it. Yeah. Huh? It's big shag stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. Uh, 
You got we won some nice awards, right? Yeah, nine years in a row being the top beach and oldies radio station on oh, the East Coast. East Coast. Coast. Wow. Crazy? With over sixty eight thousand on the air listeners and over fifty eight thousand internet. Yeah. See, wow. there's your audience. Wow. There you go. Yeah. And the seventy five mile radius. Yes. Yeah. And you won a nice award. Yeah, Reader's Choice Announcer of the Year Award. Yeah, wow. I wonder why. Wow. You're going to be in the running next no, year. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us. God bless you, and have a wonderful day.